0: Hey guys, uh, welcome back to She Speaks It All. I'm Emily, and I would be joined by Kendrick, but he has fallen victim to a mass power outage in Memphis. They had a horrible thunderstorm, and he has been without Wi-Fi for days. And so rather than wait until he's back up and running, I decided to go ahead and record without him. But just this week, don't you worry, he will be back because I just cannot do this without him. And guys, heads up. Double check that you are subscribed and following She Speaks It All because you may not even realize it, but you possibly are listening to this off the She Speaks Bravo feed. And you see, I knew, I knew that most people don't like to do things. They don't want to do change. They don't want to do steps to follow something that's not just right in front of them. So I've been releasing all of the episodes of She Speaks It All over on the She Speaks Bravo feed. That way people see it. They know it's there. However, soon I will be only releasing the episodes on She Speaks It All. So if you are into these weekly roundups and I soon will be covering and just like that, That'll be its own separate um, episode, I believe. But if you like this, make sure you're following She Speaks It All. Not She Speaks, not just She Speaks Bravo. How about that? Huh? Okay. Let's get into Drag Race first. Okay. Brandon Boyd as the guest judge. Didn't see that coming. Not mad at it. Just didn't see it coming. But you know what's a funny little factoid is I recently described Tom Sandoval's performance as like a mixture of, I couldn't remember what, maybe Lenny Kravitz and Incubus. So it's funny that Brandon Boyd is making this appearance on Drag Race. (laughs) Whatever. Just a little, just it all, all roads lead back to Bravo. It's really hard for it not to. They get into the workroom. Why the hell did Jimbo bring baloney? I would have not enjoyed that, I must say. I would have very much, that's that's where Jimbo's, you know, eccentric, eclectic humor takes it to a place where I'm like, okay, um, this isn't really funny. I don't get why you're throwing baloney at us. And he wouldn't stop. He was like making sure it got on Candy's head. I've been like, get the fuck off me. But this week's Maxi Challenge is to create an original outfit worthy of the Drag Race Hall of Fame. Now, these design challenges are typically pretty rough, but this seems like a group of people that really don't sew. They're like more than more than half of them were like, I don't sew. Sew a little. But they have to transform the materials from past winners into a look that screams, I'm a winner, baby. And Lala Ree, because she won last week, she gets to pick the boxes. And I thought she did a wonderful job. I thought it was very accurate. So she picks for herself. She picks Shay. Alexis gets Trinity. Jessica gets Kylie Sonique. Candy gets Monet. And Jimbo gets Trixie. I can't really see any other combination of people happening. So I think that was the way to do it. Jimbo, though... Admit, I love this. I love Jimbo admitting, I have a problem with time management. I like to run around the workroom and be a menace. And then I'm like, fuck, I don't have any time. So that was, I related. Jessica, okay, I don't, I couldn't tell why she thought this might, this is maybe scandalous because Kylie is a trans woman, but Jessica makes the joke that she has the same breast size as Kylie. And he goes like, she goes, it's a joke. Like I couldn't, maybe like the producer got uncomfortable with that. But I'm assuming that's the joke she was making. Oh, I'm going to tell. Jimbo is doing a face-kini. Now, I know know we all talk about RuPaul's face-kini. I could have swore that that was because Ru was super sick. And they figured out a way to, like, cover up her being sick. But they always talk about that face, Keeny. It was, in my opinion, it was out of necessity because she just looked beat. Because she was super sick. That There was like a few episodes that season where it's like, oof, RuPaul has like the flu. Her voice was all gone. Raven and Chanel do the walkthrough. Raven looks wonderful. Chanel looks wonderful. I, I was laughing a little bit at Raven's outfit it's just it, <laughs> i was just laughing at it that's it that's all i'm gonna say i don't want to say anymore about raven raven scares me but i by the way raven i like would fuck raven i know she would never fuck me but like when raven in season two when raven does a lip sync to uh, i think it's don't ya? i was like oh i think my type is hot drag queens because they're men but they're in drag. A, a man, as, but only a good drag queen. I could not be into a guy. Remember the straight guy that they had on that did drag. Remember that guy? That was a miss, honey. A miss, one hundred percent. They tried, but no, no, absolutely not. Jessica gives um, goes in with her for her her walk through, and Chanel is giving Jessica all these ideas, and Jessica is like. Okay, thank you. I'm not going to listen to anything you say. Okay, thanks so much, Candy. <laughs> she shows them her sketch, and the drawing is like, like how I would draw arms and hands. Like they're like she doesn't really know how to. That is how much of a not so like designer seamstress that she is. It <laughs> the picture is so silly. It's like it's like when you draw like stick figures and then she just puts a design on it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Jimbo is not going to do face makeup under her face kini. And I don't get why. You have to it's like Michelle's going to read you for it. So I was like why wouldn't you? Like that's just you know, something LaLaurie at one point, poor thing, has to start a whole new dress because she doesn't like the pattern she made on her body. Then she makes that whole new dress and she's like, oh shit, I didn't put a zipper on it. How am I going to get in it? (laughs) Candy, you like all these things you just know is going to be a problem. She's going with a very simple black dress and it fits really nice. But you just know, because I think I think LaLaurie is like, do you want to maybe put gloves with it? She's like, I did, but it just looked like I threw something together. I'm like, oh, you you just know. You just know it's going to be a problem. All right, Rue. I'm going to talk about it. Rue's makeup to me was like, I, I get the, I get it. It's artsy, but it just was really unflattering. Like it. Like, you know, I, this is no shade to Rue because Rue looks better than, Rue's basically been preserving herself in like an ice bath at home every single night for the last 30 years because she looks amazing, but some, some makeup looks don't work on her, on, on her age. And it just, I thought it was like, oh, it's like the way the eyes went into the nose contour and there was something on the cheek. It was hard. It was not, not, not the best. But very cool, very cool, and took a lot of talent, but still. Brandon Boyd came ready to play. He says, my pussy's on fire. My pussy's on fire, he says. I am ready to go. I mean, I bet that he's touched a whole new audience, though, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it. I bet a whole bunch of people are like, who's Brandon Boyd? And then they're like, okay, okay. Runway time. Candy's dress does not look good. It's the, it, the neck is up too high, like where the boobs would be. That's not where they are. Uh, and she, and she shouldn't have even used the sponge. Really. If you're just going to hold a sponge in your hand and pat your face with it, then don't use it. Like turn it into something if you're going to use it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't like Jimbo's face, kini. I thought it looked unfinished or something with the pearl smile and the eyes and like nothing really on the head. I just thought, okay, I I don't know. It looked like it was him covering up his face. That's what it looked like. Lala Ri's dress is a beautiful color, but not much else. I could just tell. like this is a mess. And Alexis looks great. She looks just like Trinity in her blue number, honestly. It wasn't extremely innovative. It looked like she just recreated a bunch of dresses that Trinity's done, but maybe that was the point. Jessica's dress is cute, Uh, I guess. With the snakeskin and the purple situation, though, it felt a little odd. Like the placement of the fabric or something. Uh, But definitely looked like, damn, this bitch can sew the judges' critiques I thought were pretty on point except for Jimbo. To me, it feels like what Jimbo does sometimes is so unique that they feel like they have to love it. And as much as I, excuse me, I was all for the face keeny, ooh excuse me at the hiccups. As much as I was all for that, I was like, this isn't that great of a face king. It's just a piece of fabric over her head with some dots and a pearl smiley face. You know, I was like, this is just, uh, but okay. Okay, guys, you can have it. You can take it. Fine with me. I'll let you have, I'll let you have it like it matters. But Brand- Brandon asked at one point, this was funny. Brandon's like, are those prescription pearls? And Jimbo says, oh, these are my reader's funny i just think it could like the pearl i it feels and i we watched it happening feels like she ran out of time and she did like literally she ran out of time like they're right about to go out and she's like i just need to sew the entire cape the top the bottom the shoes the whole deal And they're like we have 30 minutes so to me it looked like the face keeney could have been much more realized you know much more realized Lalaurie gets the note that girl that dress does not look good. Like this is she's like this is my third dress I made. And Rue goes, "Wow, you had a lot of fabric back there." She goes, "Well, no, that's actually why I only have one sleeve." <laughs> Lalaurie's funny. Alexis gets glowing remarks fair. Jessica gets great remarks as well. The bottom two are Candy and Lala. Okay. I guess that, I mean, who else would they have put there? I kind of think Jimbo should have been in the bottom, just based solely on that, to be honest. But I think that that's the thing Jimbo does that's really smart. It's like, if you don't, if you find it odd and weird, they're like, okay, yeah, this works. I'm like, yeah, I think you could have, you could have read her down a little bit more. Alexis's makeup, though, for her lip sync, I didn't love it. Was giving old lady... When she picks the lipstick, it's like, she's get, she looks like 65. And she usually, her makeup is usually stunning. Nikki Dahl, is, who is the host of Drag Race France, she is the assassin. And my God, uh, an assassin she is not. She didn't even really know the words. And she's not really doing much. Alexis gives a great performance for what it is. I have to say, these boots were made for walking is actually a bit boring. But if this was Monet Exchange and Chez Coulet, they would have made that cute. You know it. They would have made that real cute. So Alexis wins the lip sync, which wasn't, to be honest, that much competition. And how the fuck does she end up sending home Lala Ri after she saved her last week? Girl. Lala has a great attitude about it, though. A wonderful attitude. She's, I, Lala Ri did exactly what all stars is good for is it it, you get a second chance with this audience and you get to show more of what you can do because Lala is kind of a hot mess, you know, but now we get, now I get it more. I get the hot messness more now, but so Lala's gone. Now we're going to have candy, Trinity, I'm Trinity, (laughs) Alexis, Jessica, Jimbo. So let's see, who do I want to win from that? I guess Jimbo, just because Jimbo's so odd and interesting. I do like Jessica, though. They've all disappointed me in lip syncs this season, but I definitely don't want Alexis to get it, I'll tell you that much. I just, she she gets under my skin, and I hate saying that. She just gets under my damn skin. I know that's mean, but I can't help it. She just like, ugh. So, maybe can't, I don't know. Maybe Jimbo, Jimbo or Candy? I can't decide. Maybe Jessica? I, I can't tell. I can't. It's, it's hard. It's hard because I don't really think any of them are that amazing all around. Anywho, let's move on to Stars on Mars. So, this show has definitely been fun. I will say it's been fun. But... When it comes to being like a real competition, I am growing a little tired of it. Does that make sense? I'm growing like, I don't, now I'm like, I don't really care who wins. I just think it'd be funny to watch them just like be on Mars and work together as a group and not like vote each other off. I feel like maybe that would be boring and maybe I'll eat my words on that. But like, it's such a a ludicrous and silly Concept of a show. But the humor is sort of. Losing. itself. The The sense of humor about itself is going. Because now they're taking it so seriously. And they're like. Losing their minds. And so I'm. I'm growing a bit. Tired. Of it. Um, but I am. Still rooting. I think. If I had to pick a winner that I want. I want Tinashe. I think. I like Tinashe. She's. She takes it serious. She's not joking around. She's a good base commander. She's good on the field. She just does it all. She is. She's a perfectionist, you can tell. She's a fucking perfectionist. But, uh, yeah, it's like this thing, this has been a, ru- like, last challenge, they had to take sewage water and fertilize the plants with it. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Like, what's the point? I don't get it. So it's getting, it's, now they're, now they're, now they're, they're having alliances form and I don't really know if I like that Lance and Marshawn, you know, don't like the other clique of chicks, you know, it just, it's, that set is kind of, it's, I don't love it. I just don't love it. I don't love it. I don't know why it's taken a turn for me because honestly, they are stuck in a hab. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's nuts. And there are Martian cockroaches. How do they, how do they do that? Did they release cockroaches from Mars or Mars? What the fuck? Into, no. But here's the, the reason why I'm bringing this up. There's this Martian cockroach thing and Lance picks it up and starts jokingly threatening Ariel with it. And she's, not laughing, and she thinks it's not funny at all, but then she tells the story that is so disturbing of when she was on a movie set as a kid, like four years old, I want to say, maybe not that young, but it was about her and her brother being like mistreated as children, and they released cockroaches on them. So, okay, I understand your phobia. Because that is a real life nightmare for sure. And I bet as a kid actor, you are not able to like say anything. So it felt like she just had no choice but to like sit with it and deal with it. So, all right, I give it to you, girl. I give it to you. Lance is like, I don't fucking care that Ariel doesn't like me. I don't fucking care. Tom, repeat- Tom Schwartz repeatedly will bring up Sandoval, though, in his confessionals. I feel like he thought this was an opportunity for him to talk about it. And he I don't like him saying I did not have an affair I'm not him no one asked no one said you did have an affair that is proof that you don't get it Schwartz like no one is saying you yourself went and had the affair we have eyes and we watched you actively covering for Tom that's what we're mad about Okay? No one's like, you had an affair. That's what people are upset about. Like, wait, but we watched you literally like faking scenes where you practically had dialogue written out ahead of time so that T- Tom Sandoval could talk shit about Ariana. Like, it you were complicit. So it's a betrayal on your part because that's also, that's your friend. Okay? That's your friend. And I, I know that there's this thing going around that he said, I'm permanently done with him. I don't, I think, I don't think he meant permanently done with Sandoval. I really don't. And I think that it's kind of weird that people are saying he, it's like, it's it's spread like it's fact. He did say, I'm, I think he meant I'm permanently done with Scandoval. Like he's done with it like that. However, Mr. Tom Sandoval has been shading Schwartz in his show with like making up lyrics, you know, used to, used to have a house with a lawn or whatever it is. So there's probably some truth to the feud, and I'm happy about that. But I don't think that one clip is him saying, I'm permanently done. I don't think he would say, I'm permanently done with Sandoval. He can't be. He literally can't be. They have a bi- they have two businesses together. So I, I don't think that's what he meant. It's wishful thinking, I think, on our part, because we just want them all done. Um, moving on, we're not talking about Vanderpump Rules right now. Their mission is to train the the little robot dogs, the rad dogs. And of course, Portia, Ertha, and Marsha. Well done. They are controlled by a video game remote, though. Those things freak me out. I don't like those things. I don't like I don't like robots that act like living creatures. Freaks me out. Marshawn and Lance, they go out to practice their tech operating skills. And their thing is to, they had to fly the drone to check that their repairs on the dome are still okay. And Marshawn and Lance are like, we are in this for the long haul, baby. And I'm like, are you? Why? I just don't get it. There was a point too where Lance calls his son and even his son is like, do they like you? And he's like, uh, some of them do. But the fact that his son has to ask that, the son's like, everyone knows you're an asshole. And Lance is, this is doing him no favors. He is the least likable. Easily the least likable on this show. For me, at least. For me. For me. Who knows? That just my opinion. But they get an alert. Alien life detected inside the Hab. And I'm like, say what? But it's this contaminant of, there's like this stuff on the walls that they can only see with some blue light thing. And their mission is to extract, it will, William Shatner says, by the way, two people are going home today. Um, and Portia's like, I want to be mission specialist because she's like, I don't want to get eliminated, but they go with Ariel and fucking Portia goes, I think you mispronounced Portia. (laughs) She's so funny. The crew needs to then go into these caves, destroy the mother fungus (laughs) with flamethrowers, then get back to the, the, um, trucks where the, where their oxygen is. Portia, they, so they get into the, the caves and Portia's like, listen, I realize when I look who my team is that I am in the bottom three team. Okay. I am with Natasha and Marshawn. <laughs> like, Are you guys trying to get rid of me? And then on Adam's side, I mean, it is pitch black in these caves. Where did they find these things? Were these man-made? Like who built this? Like, was it It wasn't just here. Someone built caves, right? Or were there just caves in this desert? And then they went. This is crazy. This shit is crazy. But it's like pitch black in this cave. And even it, I, I like Adam too. Adam's been fun, and he's like, "Honey, I wasn't doing anything. I could not see anything. I was just moving my flashlight around to make it seem like I was doing something because I couldn't see anything." But Tanache, she takes control, honey. She grabs Tom's flashlight and she's like, "I will lead the way, you idiots." And they find a trail and they get to that mother fungus. Meanwhile, Portia and then they get lost. <laughs> they get lost. But Portia finds their way back. Okay? They find their way to the mother fungus, and but it's Marshawn and Lance that destroy the mother fungus with the flamethrower. And that looked fun, right? But okay, honestly, Rhonda fucked up, in my opinion. She should have, she should have explained to them after you kill the fungus, you then have to get all the way back to the trucks. But she wasn't saying that enough. Rhonda was like, leaving that part out, and they should have factored that in. Like, she should have been like, you guys need to get there quicker because don't forget, you can kill the mother fungus, then you go back up to the trucks, all the way back up to the trucks. And they seem like they did not remember that part. And that should have been on her, you know, should have been saying that, right? Lance comments that Tom is just lost. He's like, he's not focused. He's like more out of it than usual. Natasha, she's absolutely useless, 100%. So the team, the countdown. Okay, guys, I was absurdly stressed out for the countdown. It was fun, though. I was like, I was like on a ride because I was like, they need to get to the oxygen. It's so intense. They only have 20 seconds left. And I'm like, well, you should have told them sooner. And they're still not there. But I I couldn't tell if this was just TV editing because did they really make it there with a second to spare? Because that's crazy. Because it's so good if it was, I just can't believe that that's possible. And then here's my other question. Whenever William Shatner comes up for his video conferences, why do they keep saying he looks so good and has no wrinkles when he has wrinkles? He does. I'm like, what are you guys saying? Also, by the way, I haven't told this story yet, but years ago when I was a waitress at a place that's no longer even open, I was like, early 20s. So This is over 10 years ago. He came in and he was such a dick. Ugh. He was so particular and he had food on the edge of his mouth the whole time and he was just grumpy and rude and awful. Did not like him. But whatever. Deliberations. Portia is humbled because she ends up really close to that bottom three. And honestly it made complete sense that Tom was extracted because they're like, Tom, He does not even going to care. He's like, you guys, whatever. But I loved Natasha begging them, please send me off of Mars. Please. I hate it here. I've already called my Uber. Please. I am not cut out for this. So thank God. Here's a question, though. When they get extracted... What about all their stuff? Like, where do they, like, where do they go? They get picked up by something, just the two of them. And then, then they don't go back in and get their stuff. They stay out. They just leave. And so do they need to pack before every mission? Like they do on the challenge. Like if you're going into the elimination, you have to just have your stuff packed because you may go home. I just wonder. I just truly wonder. An emergency alarm goes off way sooner than expected and, this is for the next mission, resupply is happening and four more people are showing up. I'll tell you what, that was a brilliant plan because I was getting a little bored. I was getting a little bored. So smart, smart to mix it up with a bunch of new people. I like that. But like I said, I don't really need them to take it serious. I don't want Marshawn not getting along with like Ariel and Tinashe. Like I want them all working as a team. I think that would have been a lot more fun. But also probably kind of boring. I'm probably just being a bad producer right now. But I think it would have been fun to watch them grow as a team unit as opposed to, like, being against each other. And also, like, it's so silly. They're not really on Mars. Like, you know, it's like, that's not real. Real. It's not real, as Whitney, as Whitney would say. Be real. As, or as Katie would say, be real. Be real. Real. Real and Phil. <laughs> What does Whitney say? Hold on, in Salt Lake City, what is? Oh, when Whitney, when Whitney's like, how do you think I feel, Meredith? (laughs) It's too good. Okay, the big one. Let's get into Love Island. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I love this show so much. I understand all the hype. It's one of those shows that lives up to the hype. So we've been on a journey since I last recapped it. So I'm actually, I have to go through and talk about some of like the, the, how we got where we are. I've been debating how I'm going to cover Love Love Island just because there's so many episodes and like, do I go through each episode? But there's too many funny things that happen in each episode for me to just talk about the last episode that we saw most recently Uh, because in episode 12, and yes, we are on episode 21 now, or 20, by the way, maybe 21, But I'm going all the way back to 12 because I didn't get to cover it, and Jess has this talk with Sammy after the recoupling, and she... It's really awkward because she tells him, like, a lot of the time, you don't really seem like you even want to talk to me. And he's like, oh, yeah, I do that. I zone out. You asshole. That's not like a thing to be proud of. Oh, yeah, I do that. I zone out. It's like not personal. And then Jess goes, she's saying all these things. It's so cringe. She's like, obviously, I'm attracted to you and I hope the feeling's mutual. You know, I I don't know why it's hard for me to open up here. I'm usually quite open. It's because he's an asshole. That's why. It's because he's. you know what you're saying to him is what he's thinking. Because then she goes, you know, it's fear of rejection because I think that you're just temporarily holding me until someone you really want comes in. Well, that's literally what he's doing. But then he pretends. He's like, I'm actually worried you're doing that with me smart real good tactic because now she's gonna have to like fight to prove that she's not just doing that to him and then she's gonna be like so we both are worried about the same thing and he's like yeah and I'm like no that's not what's happening okay but then it gets worse Jess actually says I think we're equal like I'm not more into you than you are into me if you have to say it. I feel like she needed that set on camera. She's like, I need you to say that. I'm going to say that out loud. I need this to be documented. Then Jess proceeds to like open up. And I'm like, girl, do not open up to this man. In his confessional too, this little fucker goes, Jess has got the personality for me. But at the same time, Leah's tasty. You know what I mean? She's got some naughty eye contact. Eye contact is the thing for these guys. Leah's eye contact is apparently like everything. And apparently women don't do eye contact very often? Is that a thing? That's I'll note that about myself. Maybe I I do have a hard time talking to someone I have a crush on, for sure. Like I just go I don't I haven't done it in so long like I don't know how to flirt. But so Leah just makes that eye contact and they're all dying for it. Dying. But then there's this, the fight that happens with Catherine and Whitney. They talk to Jess and they're like, okay, we really thought you were going to pull, or you were going to pick Molly for most two-faced. And Jess is like, I don't think she's two-faced at all. They're like, bitch, you basically said she was. And you came, when you sat back down, we we said we thought you were going to pick Molly. And, she's, and you said, like, I just didn't want to pile on or whatever. And Jess starts crying. Because she's so confused as to why they'd even say... Like, what what happened with Whitney? I think Whitney felt like she was doing what Jess wanted to do. Because when Whitney goes, she's the one who gives... She's the one who says, you're the most two-faced. And then she has to answer for it. She, you know, Molly asks her and she has to fucking answer for it. So I understood... I was more team Whitney on this one. It was like, wait, so... Well, or am I? Because Whitney didn't have to then give it to Molly. But did she do it just to kind of win Jess's favor? Or did she do it because she meant it? Do you see what I'm saying? There's layers and questions I have here. Many layers. But this was where Meddy is... I'm done with Meddy. I could not believe how Meddy treated Whitney. He pulled her aside... And was like, "I you better not be getting in drama. I do not want my girl in drama, okay? Why'd you make her cry? And he's supposed to have her back. He's supposed to be asking like, what happened? Oh, no. But he went in with an attitude. He went in like, you did something. And I'm like, excuse you. Excuse you very much. I do not like your attitude. Never mind. Whitney deserves better. And we know how this works out. But anyway, Sammy talks to Leah, and this is the flirtiest interaction. He's like, he's like, you're a little flirt, and then he stares in her eyes, and he comes on really strong and says he would kiss her on the terrace. And he keeps calling her naughty. You're naughty. And she's like, no, I'm an angel. She does actually, now that I'm thinking about it, she does really make eye contact. She's like, stares at them. And he's like, I reckon you are. And he's like, Really giving it to her. And then he asks if she wants to sleep on the day beds. This was him pursuing her. 100%. Okay. Whitney bitches about Metty talking to her uh, and being like, no, that's like not going to happen. And she has this great quote. She goes, you've literally got zero entitlement to the sass, but you've got all the sass. I am going to say that. You've got all the sass and you have no entitlement to the sass. The sass. Whitney does pull Medi aside and I'm like, maybe he has seen the error of his ways. Nope. He is argumentative. He's like, I just said that if this was you, I don't want you in it. And there's this super long silence. And then this asshole goes, well, next time you make someone cry, I'll come to you directly. (gasps) You better... Jess comes correct, though, because she's like, okay, he still doesn't get it. Let me go talk to him. And she gives really top-notch advice. She gives really good advice. She says, just so back, you know, say you're sorry and say next time I'll back you. She says it really casually because she knows that Metty will probably argue if she's like, next time you have your girls back. But she says it, it just like puts it in his head. Like, yeah, dude, like if that's your girl, you have your girl's back. The challenge for this day, Leah kisses Zach and then Whitney kisses Zach too. She's like, I just wanted to know what the fuss was about. And she's like, I get it now. Okay, okay. Ella kisses Zach. And when she, she does that though, because she is making Ty jealous and he deserves it. Okay, good job, Ella. I did like that Zach actually checks in with Ty. He's like, is that okay? Love the camaraderie. Love the camaraderie. Andre, remember Andre? He loves Catherine. He just thinks she's so fucking sexy. The big one, though, is Charlotte kisses Zach. Everyone's been kissing Zach. This was the one where they had to kick a goal, and when Jess went up... She completely fell on her ass because she tried to do the, like, backflip thing with the with the back kick or whatever. But because she's just so damn lovable in that fall, she wins sexiest keeper. And that was very cute. So Leah goes over to reciprocate Sammy's attention. Like, she's like, hey. And she goes over to talk to him. But Jess is like, uh, come over here real quick, girl. And while they're talking, while she is completely cock-blocking their connection, Jess gets a text that says she's going on a date with the real footballer, Scott, and Sammy gets triggered. And Jess, I like, this is the Jess I wish we got all the time. She gives him some shit. She's like, don't be triggered, babe. I'll be grabbing his balls. And I just wish that, like, she kept that energy with this loser, Sammy. He's such a loser. Okay? Okay. Medi finally does apologize. He does. She accepts the apology, but she lets him know it's two steps back now. You're going to have to work for it. But um, it doesn't, the Medi trajectory. Kendrick and I were so off about Medi and Whitney. About Medi, period. Jess's date with the bombshell Scott was cute. She's like, oh, I'm really wag material. And I thought, oh, good, they're getting on. I really want them to make it happen. Because meanwhile, Sammy's talking to Leah and he just needs so much fucking eye contact. And even Leah points out, you're very intense. And he's just like staring at her. <laughs> like that's his move, like aggressively reg- aggressively reciprocating eye contact. And he tells her, he tells her that he feels it more intensely with her than Jess. Okay? He says it. He says it. Ty talks to Ella because now he's jealous, you see, and he wants to get back on track and says he's having feelings for her, doesn't know how to open up. And this is what's dangerous about this, is he's only going to be interested in her when she's playing hard to get and making him jealous. But unfortunately, I'm so damn toxic and have no sense when it comes to men that I'm like, kiss him. He means it, Ella. He does. He means it. I'm so, you know, I got no instincts, okay? No natural gift when it comes to men. Episode 13. Sammy talks to Leah, okay? Because they're still waiting on Jess to come back with the bombshell. And he literally says he tastes good. Leah was not reading into anything. So we are clear, Okay. Scott gets in he wastes no time pulling Catherine aside this will be this will come up a lot (laughs) this will come up a lot Ella though she's a real one she pulls Jess aside she goes uh you, you may think it's all cute with Sammy but he's been talking to Leah all night could be nothing but so Jess is like uh Sammy let's chat and she's Cute. She kind of busts him for how he kissed Leah. I love when she goes, you're like grabbing a face. You know what that is? That's instant comma. I <laughs> love that. And Sammy's all, I was thinking about you the whole time. Okay. I hope you get voted off the island. Mitch decides, and now's a good time because I'm doing the math here and I don't have anyone. He decides it's time to tell Jess he likes her. And it was from when she kicked that ball and fell on her ass. He loved it. Uh, But uh, Catherine and Whitney fully co-signed Mitch and Jess. And now Jess is in high demand, honey. She is in high, high demand. This would have been a fun night for Jess, for sure. But instead, she's freaking tickling and cuddling Sammy at night. In the morning, it is cute to watch Ty really make it clear that Leah is just his friend because he's sharing a bed with her. And he's like, she's just a friend. He's just like, like not even really talking to her. And then Ella at one point, because when the new people come in, they sleep on the, in the other room. And, they're, and someone's like, they're like, the girls are like, let's get Scott in here. And then Ella goes, Scott. And Ty's like, who said Scott? All right, I see you. And see, this is the toxic side of me. A man getting jealous a little bit. I'm like, ooh, it means you like me. But, you know, I mean, it, it's, it shouldn't be the only thing that gets me turned on. Toxic dysfunction turns me on. What can I say? Scott ends up talking to Ella and saying that he's interested. And when Ella tells Ty, Ty gets all triggered. And Ella laughs at him being triggered. And he's like, you think it's a joke? I'm not joking. He says, if you go with him, there's no going back. Which this will be very funny considering the episode that just happened last night. Okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, I promise. So then they get the text, gather on the fire pit. And the public have been voting for their favorite. Those not voted on are at risk of leaving the island. And so this is when Andre and Charlotte get eliminated. I actually thought the girls did Catherine a favor getting rid of Andre because she was not super into it. He was super into her. And he was just kind of dragging down the vibe A little bit. Not saying he's a bad guy, but like he was just so into Catherine and like no one else. It's like, yeah, but she's not really feeling you. And the Scott guys come in and he seems to be interested in her. So I think they did her a favor by doing that. It's really funny to me when they do these uh, elimination things. It's funny how much they follow all the strict stage direction that production gives them. Like you will stand on this side of the fire pit until instructed otherwise. And, or they like the long pausing. Like, I I just imagine there being a producer like, pause, pause, like cueing them behind the camera and go, because they'll be like, the Islander I've chosen to couple up with is, and I swear there's a producer like, go now, now go. And like putting it, like they put their hand up like, stop, 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 don't say anything. Okay, now go. It's just such strict, such strict choreography that they have to follow. Okay, episode 15, The Recoupling. Sammy picks Jess, which I was shocked at. Shocked, I must say. Zach picks Molly. And Mitch is, when Mitch goes, they all like laugh at this man. He's like, I think gradually a connection's forming. She's down to earth and she has the body as well. And for, they all like laugh at him. Mitch is the joke of the house. And that's good because he is a, he is a joke. But he picks Leah and Leah looks miserable. (laughs) They keep cutting around everyone and she's just like disassociating. She's like, where am I? Ty picks Ella. I love the covers of songs that they use. They, They do that song, nothing's gonna stop us now. But it's like super dramatic, like these very dramatic covers. I love it. Love it. Scott picks Catherine. Leah is upset. And she's upset, actually, because of what Sammy said. Sammy's little speech about how he's just getting to know... Like, he he basically tested the waters with Leah. Just kind of tested, and now he knows for sure he's all about Jess. Then, okay, listen. Meddy, he pulls Whitney aside, and he goes like, you were giggling during my speech, and that's disrespectful. I mean... It, I think it was pretty obvious she was giggling because she was nervous and being shy and kind of cute. Like, excuse you. And then she even says, she's like, I need more affection from you. And he goes, well, I'm not going to match you. So his face looks very scary to me. It looks very controlling, very mean, and I don't like it. Okay. Done with Mehdi. Done. Leah pulls Sammy aside and she's like, um, hi, what you said was really disrespectful to me. And he's just an asshole. He's like, I've done nothing wrong. I feel like you're just upset because I didn't pick you. I hate Sammy. You suck, Sammy. He's such a little punk. And then, but, but Jess speaks to Leah with Ellie, Ella and Molly and Leah tells her what Sammy said. He's like, oh, you're just upset because I didn't pick you. And Jess is not having that. That is not Jess's style. Absolutely not. She doesn't do shit like that. So she's like, Really? No. Meanwhile, Zach actually very much impressed me here because Sammy's going on and on about like how he's like, I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And Zach gives Sammy a little speech about how taking ownership and not getting defensive is the way to go. And Sammy's like, He just sits there with his mouth open, like, Huh? But Jess pulls Sammy aside and like the content queen that she is, she keeps giving us so much good content. Uh, When he starts arguing with her and being an asshole, she's like, Leah, come over here. <laughs> Love it. She's like, well, all three talk. How about that? Hmm? How you like that? Okay. Let's fucking do it, asshole. God, I can't stand this man. So next episode, Ella and Ty get a hideaway. You guys, I think it's really fucking funny. I cannot get over the fact that they make them dress up in, like, underwear to do the walk over to the hideaway. So it's they're not allowed to wear more clothes than what they were going to sleep in? Like, it's so funny. And we see all the awkward shit with them playing with the toys and stuff. Uh, but then he tells her, Ty tells her in the hideaway, he's never felt about a girl the way he feels about her. And you guys, look, I am so toxic that I'm very immature. That's my problem is like I am still like a teenager when it comes to expressing my intimate feelings about somebody. I've never really done it in a healthy way. Well, that's not true, but it ba- it backfired on me. My ex was very good on paper, and then he turned into an actual nightmare, like a literal nightmare that haunts my dreams. Uh, So, what, so even when I have experience with doing it in a healthy way, I'm like, mm, do I? was that even right? Was that real? So when he starts to tell her super like shy and immature, not very like eloquent by any means. And he's like, he's having feelings for her. I'm, I'm like, I'm a sucker. You guys are in love. I'm there. I'm totally there. But then the next day they come back to the villa, like full on walk of shame and just like get back into the room. <laughs> the show is so funny. Ty's face says it all to me though. He's like, yeah, we just kissed a little bit. Thought we were going to fuck, but um, we didn't. So don't talk to me. So then, okay, Jess, she is pissed. She's like, I'm not even talking to Sammy. She's like, I'm not even looking at him. And she pulls Mitch aside first for a chat. And, oh my God, Mitch... Mitch is so cringe. He comes on so strong. He comes on so fucking strong that you're just like, oh, if you would just back off a little bit, it would be fine. But I don't think that's his style. And he says, he's like, I would have chose you if Sammy hadn't gone first. And like, okay, cool. But then Sammy's like, oh, really? You're going to pull Mitch aside? And Jess is like, I'm not putting up with this shit. She just knew exactly what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was doing. But then she's like, I just wanted to talk to him. And then they kick off. Kick off. And they fight. And everyone's like, oh my God, they're fighting. It's not good. Like everyone can hear it. It's not great. Then they kind of chill out. And he goes, what are you eating? And she feeds him a piece of her granola and honey. She goes, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> I love her. I love her. Uh, The game this time is situationships and their answers have to match for them to move forward on these little funny boats. (laughs) Visual. These games are so funny. Uh, And if they get it wrong, they don't match. They get water poured on them. The least trustworthy. Molly says Sammy because he was bad at communicating with Jess, but basically everyone else says Mitch. (laughs) Mitch, mitch 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 and they all have different reasons and mitch is like yeah okay <laughs> that's fair mitch gets it uh but the question could your partner's head turn molly says yes but zach says no and then sammy which we'll, molly we'll get to them in a second but sammy this little motherfucker He goes, yes, because it's only a week and a a, a half of knowing someone. You know, I'm being honest. Some people weren't honest. Certain people, it's hard to believe that if someone wasn't to come in, they would be interested to get to know them. And Ty, super guilt-ridden and super guilty conscious, he's like, say names, say names, say names, say names. Who are you talking about? And they go back and forth a bit, and like the group has to be like, okay, guys, chill out, chill out. Why are you getting so hyped up? What have you said to Sammy That makes you think he was thinking about you when he says that. Ty? Hmm? And I, you know, maybe Ty was just trying to be confrontational. Like, don't say something without saying it with your full, whole chest. But I think it's because Ty was like, I've said some stuff to Sammy here and there that may make him think I'm not really interested in Ella and would totally dump Ella if I could. that's, That's where that came from, in my opinion. He's like, oops, guilty. Sammy's like, "Wow, Ty putting me on the spot, but you can't tell me that Ella is your number one type ever." So again, I'm like, "Yeah, okay, Ty has definitely said something about that to them, I think. Medi makes an effort with Whitney, and I'm like, "I don't like this. I want Whitney to move on. I want Medi out of here. I want to vote it off the island, okay. Whitney, though, just keeps winning me over. And her talking head, she's like, I'm a baddie, you know? And he's a Frenchman, just chilling. <laughs> love her. Love her. She's wonderful. She's fantastic. Scott and Catherine, by the way, they have zero chemistry. Zero. And then he admits that his head is turning towards Leah. And he's like, I just have more in common with Leah. I'm like, okay, is it are we supposed to ignore the fact that never mind. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not saying it. You can think it. I'm not saying it. Leah comes and breaks up the convo and her chat with Scott is just obnoxious because he's like, there's so much sexual tension here. He can't even control himself. I'm like, good Lord, Scott. All of this is very important though, because what's about to happen, it's like Scott (laughs) forgets he's been filmed and he forgets he's on camera. I think Scott is a weak player, I've got to say. Very weak Whitney talks to Ella at one point about Medi. And she's like, mm, whatever, no big deal. Meddy said he really likes me. And Ella's like so excited. She's like, oh my God, this is huge. And I just love Whitney. She goes, is that tea? I mean, of course he likes me. I just, that's not literally what she said, but she's like, is that tea? Like, I didn't think it was that big a deal. She's like, yeah, totally. He likes me. That's right. Because he should. That's the bare minimum for Whitney. She's like, you better like me. Maddie has fucked with her head. I, we, we will keep going. We will keep going. Because he really pissed me off. Okay. Zach is really pressing that he likes Molly and saying things that maybe one should believe. But I don't know why. I just don't believe it. I just don't. I don't fully buy it for some reason between them. The chem- I don't really feel chemistry there. They just feel very boring. Maybe that's the problem. But I'm just like, okay, I guess you guys are a thing. I don't know. Whitney and Catherine are talking about Medi. And like, this is at night, like having a girl talk. And he walks over and he goes, go to the Terrace in 5. And so Whitney walks on up there and she's like strutting her stuff. And Medi's adjusting the pillows. And there's lots of giggling and she's cute. And then he's like trying to, you know, be all suave and stuff. And it's just creeping me out. And he goes, there's something we haven't done till now. And then they kiss and the sounds are awful. The way they kiss too, they kiss in like a weird direction. Like she goes all the way to the right and he goes all the way to the left. And like it's no hard pass. Absolutely not. Mehdi is not a good guy. Episode 18, after the kiss, this is part of what I love about Love Island is the camaraderie in the group is so cute. So when they, when Meddy and, and Whitney come back from kissing, you expect the girls to be like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. But really when the guys, Scott and Mitch jump on Betty and they're so excited, I'm like, oh, I love this show. They all like support each other, even when they're kind of fighting, like there's just this. I don't know. It's kindness with one another. That's very lovely. But then Jess goes and talks to Sammy and says she's not going to be cut off for Mitch. Now, here's where my girl Jess is, abs- is kind of wrong, to be completely honest. But she gives us so much content, I'm not mad at her. I will remain Team Jess because Sammy's gross. But Sammy is reacting pretty reasonably because Jess just told him, like, I'm going to go, I'm I'm open to Mitch. And that's how it is. Okay. That's just what it is. And Sammy's like, okay, that's not my favorite news. And she's like, oh my God, Sammy, you're being so unreasonable. <laughs> like, I don't think he is. He's just not saying what you want him to hear. And what she wants him to say is, you can do whatever you want. I have no reason to be mad. No right to be mad because I did it to you. And he did. He fucking did. But... He's mad. And so then Sammy goes and talks to the guys about it. And he goes, I've pissed her off somehow. And Ty's like, uh, Do you think it's because you said you were open in today's challenge? <laughs> Duh. And then Sammy's confessional, oh, he's such a prick. He goes, Without sounding bad, without sounding bad, I was Jess's type. She wasn't mine. And now she's trying to play games, meaning like, I'm doing her a favor by pretending to like her for this television show. And now she's not even grateful and she's going to go talk to someone else. Really? And then Jess goes and talks to Sammy again and tries to explain how she, she's not doing anything wrong, doing nothing wrong. And what you did, Sammy, is different, which is true. Which is true. Okay, bro. But Sammy gets upset and Jess is like, you're immature. And Sammy walks off. He's all mad. And Mitch goes right to Jess and on his way goes to Sammy. I'll talk to her. (laughs) What? (laughs) What are you talking about? Mitch just goes over and cosigns anything Jess says about Sammy. Anything that she says, he's like, oh yeah, no, he is too young. He's definitely too young. It's because he's young, 100%. (laughs) He's such an idiot. Mitch's plan backfires though because whatever he says to her gets Jess even more pissed off and she goes over and like, is, is yelling at him from like the top of the stairs or whatever, and she's like, "You did the same thing, babe." And then Sammy keeps repeating, "I said you could get to know him. I said you could get to know him," which he did. He actually does. And she's like, "Fuck off, mate! You're just a little boy." Sorry, by the way, for my accent, guys. I like all of their accents are so are so difficult for me to do. I'm not good at accents. But at bed. Jess goes right to bed. She just goes right to bed. She goes under those covers. And I said, yeah, that's right. You tell him, Jess, even though you're absolutely, like, he he wasn't too mad. He was, like, appropriately confused and like, oh, okay, you're not. She's like, oh, really? You're going to be like that? And it's just a dysfunctional relationship, you know, nothing else to it, basically. Zach and Molly always kiss at night. And again, I don't know what it is. I just don't really buy it. Ty and Ella, at one point, though, guys, at night, because I'm just dying for some sex on the show, they're under the covers, and there's very small but rapid humping-looking movements coming from underneath. And I don't know what I'm supposed to think is happening, but all right. The next day, uh, it's Scott talking to the lads, and he basically said he's not interested in Catherine. He says, quote, We've only recently been recoupled. I'm just having fun. Then they do the couple's brunch and Scott says, you're my normal type. Hmm. Okay. Maya arrives though and she says, decide which two couples are the least compatible. And this shit pops off. Okay. Mitch and Leah, Jess and Sammy. Mitch and Leah make sense. Jess and Sammy is a little, Ooh, that was a move. And it's interesting because they, I, I don't know if I agree with them picking that, that. They're not, not compatible. Um, But also these guys, they don't know what happens once they pick them. You know, like they don't know what's happening next. Uh, but these, these couples cannot recouple after this. Like you're done. You are done. What a mindfuck. But it's like, not to worry, Mal and Montel are waiting to date you at the front of the villa. The episode 19 starts with the spookiest cover of Livin' La Vida Loca. It was really good, actually. Mitch and Jess, this is so psychotic. Mitch and Jess have to watch Leah and Sammy on the dates. And then they vice versa. And then they have to watch that. Like, this is crazy. Mitch is doing the most, the most with Jess. She's He's like laughing with her and cracking up and oh, it's everything is so funny. He's like, I'm chilling. I'm not sad. This is great. Mal and Sammy, though, they do have cute chemistry. Not a ton, but some. And I thought, I don't know, I felt like Leah wasn't really feeling Montel, but I guess they do. I don't know. Ella seems to be the only girl who thinks Sammy and Jess are a good couple. Everyone else is like, no, they are not a good couple. They're just a couple that fights a lot. And that's not wrong. It's not. Scott is pissed at Sammy. So pissed at Sammy for saying that he's not physically attracted to Catherine. Because when Sammy went up and did his, when they did their votes, he's like, I'm picking this person because I don't think the physical attraction is there. And Scott's like, I don't know where he's coming from with this. It's like, well, um, you just said you weren't that into her, so probably that? That's probably where he got it from, if you ask me. Mitch is so intense in his freaking date with Mal. He's like, so am I your type or not? Like, uh, okay. And then she talks about liking dogs, and he's like, so should we go get two dogs right now? Let's go. Take it down a notch. Zero chemistry between Jess and Montel. Literally zero. Not, not an ounce. Catherine and Scott, they talk, and I'm telling you, it felt like they were solidifying. We're a real couple, okay, guys? We're a real couple. See, everybody? Because they got voted on a few times. And Scott's confessional. It's like, we look good together. We're attracted to each other. It's there. Guys, it's there. I don't know what else I may have said on camera that might give you an, a different opinion of this, but no, I like her a lot. She's my type. Okay, please, God. And when the bombshells go to the villa, Ty asked Montel, I was like, how was Leah's eye contact? What is with her eye contact? Why is it so serious? Jess is overwhelmed and she's crying. She's like, people have just been so fake to me. And I I don't know if that's true. I don't think because they didn't know what the outcome was going to be. But this is why I need Kendrick. Because I don't know if this is typical. Like if they, do they always vote on a least compatible couple and then that couple can't recouple? So do they know that when they voted for them? You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they did know. I don't know. I don't know the show well enough. I'm still catching up on past seasons to find out if like this is, this was more of an intentional thing from the other group or if they were just like, I don't know, we'll just vote for them. Sure. Fine. You got to make me vote. There it is. This must be like a thing, right? They must do this every season. In the wake-ups, Ella busts Mitch for being all upset that they voted for him and Leah. And she's like, when you yourself said it wasn't a thing. And everyone is like, "This." the tension in the room is huge. This one elimination, like the voting for the least compatible, causes so much trauma. It's amazing. So fantastic. Meddy and Sammy talk about the vote and Metty, he was accused of not being super, I think Sammy, Sammy was the one who said like, I don't think they're really compatible or that they're really attracted to each other. And Meddy's like, you can think whatever you want. I don't fucking care. This is, you know, I don't care what anyone thinks about my relationship with Whitney. This is the exact opposite of how Scott is handling what people said about him and Catherine. Because here's also something that I'm bummed about. Catherine and Montel have chemistry chemistry they should be together but what's his fate? uh Scott is on like a mission a crusade to talk to anyone that said that he wasn't super attracted to Catherine and he it's like he will prove like she was the first one I went up to that night I, I hold her hand I think she's attractive don't you guys get it it's like I don't know if I believe you I don't I don't at all sorry But I don't, okay? Catherine talks to Sammy with Whitney as like, it was almost like an HR meeting. Like, let's talk to you about what you did. And she's like, it really hurt my feelings that you said we didn't have, like, that we're not attracted to each other. Sammy does not understand why it would hurt her feelings at all. Not at all. He's just like, what I meant is what I said. And Catherine is now crying and Sammy still doesn't care. Sammy's an asshole. Meanwhile, Jess and Mitch are hanging out, and Mitch does this whole cringy mock ceremony thing where he picks Jess, and then they like have a very deep conversation. He's like, we are more than friends. And I, she's like, okay, uh, you can't force it. You just can't. You can't force it. Sammy does come correct, though. Sammy pulls Catherine aside to apologize, and that's all she wanted. But Leah goes and talks to Mr. Scott, and she's like, I had no idea you were interested in still pursuing things with Catherine. And he's like, I don't know what could have ever given you that idea. Maybe the time that we were all sitting together, and I was like, wow, the sexual tension between us is crazy. Maybe that. I don't know. Maybe that. But after this conversation, Scott's like, I really need to make sure I get this on camera, that I like Catherine. He pulls her up to the terrace, And he's like, so how do you think that, um, you know, we've we've been doing? And she's like, yeah, you know, if someone better comes along, you can go for it. We're just chilling. She likes Montel. And then Scott goes, how about now? And kisses her. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Because she was feeling Montel. Scott should go with Leah. Montel and Catherine should be together. Period. Done. In episode 20, they play the never have I ever game. And this is this is when they give Zach shit for cheating. And I, I I'm on the fence about whether or not um Jess and Ella were doing it to intentionally wind up Molly and make Molly be like, I don't know. I'm thinking it I'm thinking twice about it. But I could, maybe it was the way Zach was acting about it. Like, he literally is like, he goes, I look forward to the day I date someone I don't want to cheat on. So maybe there was some, I I understand them being like, uh, what? Ella's like, if you can justify cheating, then hmm?" But this is what I love. This is how you do it. Ty pulls Ella aside and he's like, look, I think you overreacted. Obviously, I will back you in public, but now that we're in private, I'm going to tell you it was wrong. And, Je- and Ella's like, all right, cool. I'll go apologize. But Jess seems to love that Jack that Zach cheated. Maybe she is just being messy. I think because she does secretly still hate Molly. Because <laughs> she's like, you know what? Once a cheater, always a cheater. And Molly goes, I'm the opposite, you see. I've seen people grow. I'm like, why are you the opposite? of I'm the once a cheater, always a cheater. It's one thing to be like, I don't know if I believe you, but to say, I see I'm the opposite. Like, oh, you are just quickly moving past this. You don't even want to talk about it. You don't even want to hear about it. Not one bit because don't fuck up her perfect thing. Okay, guys, Molly and Zach are happy. Okay. Jess and Ella do talk to Zach and Ella, Ella apologizes. I don't know if Jess really does. I think Jess didn't expect to go over there and have Ella be apologizing. She walks over and she's like, oh, is this what we're doing? Okay, sorry. I Never mind. So she doesn't really say much. But Mitch later tells Ella that it seemed like you were just stirring the pot with Zach and Maul. I'm really close with Zach and I'm really close with Molly. Shut up. They're all – everyone's close with everybody. Be quiet. Like, what are you doing, you little messy fucker? You know, so it's, he's the worst. No, that that's not true. He's not the worst. Sammy, Metty, they're my number one bad guys. Mitch is like so obvious that I can't hate him as much because it's like he's he, you, you get what you get is what you what you see is what you get, you know. But then big shocker, Metty goes up to Leah and tells her that she that he's interested. Where did this come from? But then he goes and lets Whitney know that he wants to get to know Leah more. And in his confessional, he's like, if Whitney wants to be done with me, that's okay. Ew. Ew. But then Whitney makes like a desperate move. It's super awkward. She pulls Montell aside to be like, so, you still like me? Where do we stand? And he's like, uh, I'm not interested. And I hate it. I hate it for Whitney because I love Whitney. And the wake ups, Whitney's not fucking with Meddy, that's for sure. And then Ty confronts confronts Mitch for the way he spoke to Ella. And I loved that. I love that he's like, why the hell were you even getting involved in it? Okay. Like, why are you saying Ella has an agenda to get in Molly's head? Okay, I don't like that. And Mitch is like, okay, dude, whatever. You're a child. No, Mitch, you are. But I like the drama. I like it. It's fun. Zach and Molly get a date and they go roller skating. And then they like go and they like, sit on a cliff. And it's like, okay, I just, why do I not feel like they really like each other? I don't. I don't know why I don't. She tells him that he's happy and getting more and more closed off. Oh my god, you just—I feel like you're just saying this to say it. And he talks about introducing her to his family, and they kiss and stuff. I just don't know what it is. I just don't feel the chemistry. But then again, my instincts are absolutely god awful. Jess has having a hard time. She sees Sammy talking to Mal. And she starts crying, and Medi comforts her. Nice that he comforts comforts her, isn't it? Because Whitney's like, Medi, can I talk to you? And he's like, me? Really? And she's like, so you're going to do 50% with her, 50% with me? And he's like, no, 100% with both. That's impossible, dude. Medi thinks he did nothing wrong. And he doesn't want anything to change between them. And she's like, you're tripping. Okay? And then Whitney goes and talks to Catherine and Scott about it. And... I'm telling you this woman's a star. She goes, I mean, you better score, babe, and then come back to me. Don't go missing goals and then come to me. Gives me the ick, secondhand embarrassment. Basically saying, if you're about to go shoot your shot with Leah and get rejected and then try to come back to me, that is embarrassing for you. Unfortunately, that's pretty much what happens. But still, I like the sentiment behind it. Molly comes back from the date. She's like, oh my God, we're in love. And I love the girls when they get ready together while the guys lay in bed with eye masks on talking shit. It was so They all have their fucking sleep masks on because they thought they were going to nap. But then they keep talking the shit. Medi gets a text to gather around the dreaded fire pit for another recoupling. The girls choose what guys they want, but Mal and Montel choose first. Montel picks Leah. Take that, Medi. Mal picks Sammy. And then Sammy, when he goes to sit, he's sitting between Jess and Mal. <laughs> Ella gives a cute speech about Ty, and Ty doesn't smile at all. Not a, not, a, not a smirk, nothing. Whitney picks Medi, and I'm mad about that. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um, she's like, it's been a range of emotions, but I'm here for it. She's a star. You are not, Medi. Get out. He can totally be voted off the island. Catherine picks Scott, and Scott looks like he's disassociating. Like, he looks down, he's like, just, I'm not here. This is not me. Excuse me. Jess picks Mitch, and Molly picks Zach. In episode 21, this last episode, the big bombshell happens. Medi talks to Whitney about how he totally would have picked her. Oh my God, I would have picked you a hundred percent, even if Leah said she wanted to get to know me. Um, no, that's not true. Okay. They kiss again and I'm like, oh, 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 gross. And she goes, oh, that's better because she was talking about the lipstick on her, on his face and how it's like not all over the place. And Medi's like, well, yeah, it's better. I'm perfect. You must've got better. I can't stand. She just wants him to want her. That's all it is. He's played it so right. Like, she wasn't even sure about him, but he's played it so right that she's, like, he's just like, Ugh, gross. Get, me out- get, get him out of here. Mal and Sammy, though, they don't have any chemistry, in my opinion, at all. She looks like she doesn't really want to talk to him or be near him. So I don't really see much there. Montel and Leah—they seem to have real chemistry. I guess they kiss, and it doesn't totally gross me out. I still think he should be with Catherine, though. I—I I still, I still do. But anyway, the girls—they go to their spa thing, and then while they do that, uh, what's her face shows up, Katie, who all the guys, all the guys are like, "Hello." Oh, my God. Scott goes, if she can give Leah's eye contact with her eyes, we're all fucked. So they send each other those selfies. The girls rush back. And Katie seems very sweet, but she gets the game. She gets the game. She was here season two. She is back. So she's got an advantage. She she knows the game for sure. And they the girls chat with her. And they're like, so who was the most open? Great question, by the way. And she says, Scott Mitch... And Sammy. <clears throat> Scott's an interesting one, isn't it? Catherine. That feels. Scott was like, "Uh, yeah, Catherine who? This is my girl. Then Ty and Ella chat and he reluctantly admits that he's open to get to know Katie. And then Ty wants to give Ella shit for being off because she's like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. And he's like, no, that's not like you. You're off. You're off. And it's like, what do you expect from her? What do you expect her to be? Just like, oh, yeah, no, nothing changes. All totally, totally fine. Like, stop it. And so she even cries in her confessional and everything. And she's like, if this is what it's going to be all the time, do I even want it? No, you don't. You don't. But you're also on this television show that you voluntarily chose to be on. So, you know, it's like, well... Ty then takes Katie to the terrace of all places to have their chat. I'm like, God, rub it in her face a little more. Zach and Katie talk. And you see he gets naughty talking about how he likes to break rules. And clearly, clearly makes it seem like he's open. Because Jess gets that text that they're all going to gather around the fire pit. Katie has to pick a guy to couple up with. She picks Zach. Which was like, okay, that means he's open. And Molly gets a text. Molly, you have now been dumped from the island. Please pack your bags and say your goodbyes. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's the last episode I cannot... But here's the bummer. The next episode is Unseen Bits. And I'm like, I don't care about that. Get to the next part. Oh, it's so good. A lot of people are saying that they think Molly will be back. That this is just like a producer trick that they'll... They'll bring her back or something. And that kind of makes sense to me. It's like, wait, she's already gone? That's crazy. But anyway, I love this show. I love it with all my heart. Uh, FYI, I'm going to be covering this season of And Just Like That. I'm very excited because I find this show to be comedically crazy. It's just a crazy show. It doesn't make sense any sense their choices are bizarre uh but i can't wait to talk about it i can't wait to talk about it um okay how about that anyway i hope you enjoyed this episode of she speaks it all please make sure you are subscribed and following the show because like i said i'm gonna start dropping these episodes only on that feed uh in a few weeks so i'm giving you an ample warning and while you're over there, while you're on She Speaks, and I'll make sure you drop a nice rating and review. That would be lovely. Uh, and, yeah. Okay, guys. Love you, mean it. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to She Speaks It All, a podcast from the creator and host of She Speaks Bravo in partnership with Cloud 10 Media. Make sure you are following She Speaks It All Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And of course, make sure you are subscribed or following this podcast. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. And if you want to support me, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash and buy me a coffee or two or five. Thanks, you guys. See you next time.